You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 447, How Can I Pray Without Ceasing? There's an intriguing passage of Scripture in Paul's first letter to the church at Thessalonica. And it says this. This is chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. And it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, there's a lot of intriguing passages of Scripture. There's a lot of uh, things that I read in the, the New Testament, the Bible, the Old Testament as well, that just make me sometimes scratch my head. But this one's particularly interesting because it says, pray without ceasing. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and then, and this is crazy, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And you know, the, the church in Thessalonica, when, when Paul uh, went to plant that particular uh, congregation, it was planted out of persecution. Uh, in fact, Paul was persecuted even as he was planting the church, and he didn't get to stay as long as he wanted to. And so he sent Timothy and Silas to uh, look after these churches, even while he couldn't be there. Paul was more high profile, and so he had to leave. But uh, he, he, he sent letters. He sent two letters. And so in the midst of their persecution, in the, in the midst of everything that's going on, in the midst of their very difficult uh, uh, birth as a church, these are new Christians people who are new to the faith, and it'd be so easy to, to just walk away from, from their faith uh, and go back to their old way of life. I mean, this is hard. You, you start following this Jesus, and, and now you're being persecuted. But Paul says in the midst of that, he says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. So I want to talk about how can we pray without ceasing. What is Paul talking about here. You know, prayer is a challenge. Prayer is a challenge. I mean, look, I have trouble having, if I'm just being honest, I have trouble having conversations with my wife sometimes who's in the same room with me. Imagine how, how difficult it can be to have a conversation with someone I can't even see. And, you know, I grew up in an era when there was a movement called um, Can You Not Tarry With Me One Hour? It was actually a prayer movement uh, sponsored by a pastor. He wrote books about it. He taught about it. Um, had Back when we had tapes, there were tape series about learning to pray for an hour. And it seemed to be that was the, the goal, the milestone, the, 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 the thing that everyone was shooting for was to be able to pray for an hour because Jesus said, can you not tarry with me for one hour? And 
and and and you know now I look back and 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 I realize that was a really um, maybe out of balance teaching. Uh, prayer is important. Spending time with Jesus is important, but to set a time on it and to put pressure onto people uh, that they have to pray for for an hour uh, is very very difficult. And and I remember as a young Christian walking around with guilt and shame and frustration that man, I you know I can't pray for an hour. I mean sometimes I'd hit it, but you know it was just really really hard. And so you know over the years as as I've journeyed with God and, and grown in my faith, I've come to see prayer as a, uh, more less of an activity and more as a lifestyle, more as a way of being. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about how do we develop a lifestyle of prayer? How do we create a, a, a way to create an ongoing conversation with God? Because it's not about me saying, okay, I've got to spend an hour talking to my wife right now. It's about having a lifestyle of communication with her. It's about talking with her throughout talking with her throughout the day. It's about having maybe even short conversations throughout the day, maybe longer conversations, maybe connecting through a phone call, a text, uh, uh, you know, a short talk here, a short talk there. But to put a time limit on it just seems so, uh, religious and so legalistic, but that's what we do with God if we if we if we fall into that trap. So I want to I want to spend time talking about that. How do we develop a lifestyle of prayer? Don't go away. We're going to be right back, and I've got four very practical keys on helping us develop a lifestyle of prayer. But before we do that, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my, I think it's just a phenomenal book, Miracles in Mark. Miracles in Mark is a study of Mark's gospel, but we study it through the lens of of the miracles and supernatural things that Jesus does in this incredible gospel. Um, We look at each of the miracles, each of the healings, each of the supernatural signs that we see Jesus perform, and we ask why. What are we learning through this? Why did Jesus do this? Beyond just the surface of doing something good for somebody, um, you know, when we talk about a healing, it's he did it more. There were there were more, there was more than just the fact that he did it to heal a person. That's that in itself is enough. But Jesus is always pointing to something deeper, and so we ask the question: What can we learn from the miracles in Mark? And along with miracles in Mark, I'm also listing my miracles in Mark video course. Um, the book is standalone. The course is standalone. But when you put them together, you got a really powerful package. The video course is based on the book. It's got over 20 short teaching videos. This is perfect for a small group study uh, to, to maybe jumpstart you here early in the new year as you want to get into God's Word. But these short videos along with the, the text and even some short quizzes to, to kind of see what you're learning will really help you in your knowledge, your understanding, 
as you plug into to God's Word and dig into the Gospel of Mark. All right, well, how do we develop a lifestyle of prayer? How do we pray without ceasing? Well, first of all, let's talk about these other couple of things that Paul mentions here. He says, rejoice always. I think one of the most powerful things that we as Christians can do is carry joy in our hearts. I see too many Christians that are burdened down by their 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 stress, their sadness, the the depression, the things that they're carrying around. And look, I get it. Life can be hard, but Paul tells us to rejoice always. And we can choose joy. We can't always uh, uh, deal or, or, or predict what's going to come on us, but we can always control how we respond to those tests. And so I encourage you to choose joy. Develop a, a, a mentality. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with joy. And I really do believe that this is one of those things that we can allow the Holy Spirit to produce. It's the second fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, and then peace. And I really believe we can choose joy. We can let joy become our default position. So choose joy. Rejoice always. And then after telling us to pray without ceasing, he always says to, to, to give thanks in everything. I believe we're called to live and to have a thankful life. Cultivate gratitude, whether you're on the mountaintop or whether you're in the valley. Learning to be thankful is such a powerful thing. It's Listen, I've spent so much of my life grumbling and complaining and whining, and I really don't want to be that person. I know you don't want to be that person. We want to be the people who are thankful to God for all he has given us and for the many blessings that we have. So now I want to jump into what is he talking about when he's talking about praying without ceasing? How can we develop this lifestyle of prayer? Well, first thing, I think we need to start with a specific time of prayer every day connected with God's Word. Now remember I said um, you know, when, when I was a young Christian, this whole thing, can you not pray one hour? Um, I, I think that was out of balance. But I think on the other extreme, we don't want to say we don't pray at all. So we, we want to have a specific time, whatever that looks like for you. You know, for me, there's, there, there's that specific time in the morning, but it always looks a little bit different. But it's always centered around God's Word. As I read God's Word, as I study, as I meditate on God's Word, I'm also praying through God's Word. I've got a prayer list. I've got different things that I pray for during the week. Um, it, it, it looks a little bit different every single day, but I believe it's important to have a specific time every single day that you really position your heart to uh, seek after God during that day. I think for most people, it's better to do it in the morning, but I also understand, look, I was a policeman for 30 years. I get it. I, I worked a lot of weird shifts and you just kind of do what you have to do sometimes. But but having that set time, that specific time when you connect with God is so very, very powerful. Luke 11, 1 says that when Jesus was praying in a certain place, his disciples said, would you teach us to pray? In Mark one thirty five, it says that Jesus got up early in the morning while it was still dark and went to an isolated place and was praying. And you know, if the Son of God had to to pull himself apart from the crowd. If the Son of God 
had to uh, spend time with the Father, then how much more do we? So a specific time of prayer, and I would really encourage you, connect it with God's Word. Pray God's Word. Meditate on it. I'll typically read a chapter or two, and then I'll go back and I'll look at what I've underlined or, or things that really stood out to me, and I'll turn those things into prayer, and it becomes things that I think about and meditate on throughout the day. Number two, learn to embrace silence. If I want to develop a lifestyle of prayer, if I want to pray without ceasing, I've got to learn how to embrace silence. Now look, we live in a very loud society and I don't have the option of being having silence all day long, although that would be nice. I don't have that option. You don't have that option. But listen to what David says in, in, in Psalm 62. <coughs> Excuse me. He said, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. I love that first verse. For God alone my soul waits in silence. We've got to learn how to embrace silence. And it's not just about silence of making sure there's no noise. It's the silence of distraction. Put your phone face down. Turn it off. Leave it in another room. Um, it's so easy to, to, to say, okay, it's time to spend time with God and then catch yourself going down the Instagram or TikTok or Facebook uh, rabbit hole and, and just to forget the whole reason we've set aside this time. It's so important to learn how to embrace silence because what I find is God speaks in the silence. We all want to hear from God. We all want to hear His voice. We want to get direction when we read His Word, when we pray. We want to connect with the Holy Spirit, but that involves us learning to be quiet. You know, there's a time and place for worship music. I love having worship music on, but then there's times to just be silent. You know, in my car, sometimes I've got worship music on, other times, I'm just praying quietly in the silence when I'm going from different places. So, so learn to embrace silence. If we want to hear God's voice, we've got to learn how to embrace the silence. And like David says, for God alone, my soul waits in silence. Number three, I would encourage you to create moments throughout your day when you have time to pray. You know, it might be at work and you might not have but 30 seconds. You might not have but a minute to just pause and create these moments when you can pray and connect with God. Uh, Colossians 4 says, be steadfast in prayer. Be steadfast in prayer. And this is, this is interesting because Paul is, is uh, again, he, this is a, a prison letter uh, he's, he's being persecuted, but he says, be steadfast in prayer. Create this, this context in your life for prayer. And so, so I encourage people, I say, listen, um, invite the Holy Spirit into everything you're doing during your day. You've got to make a difficult phone call. Why don't you take a minute and pray before you make the phone call? Maybe you've got to have a meeting with somebody and you're not sure which way it's going to go. What would that meeting look like if you took a few minutes and prayed beforehand? I had that last week. I had a meeting that, that, that I wasn't sure how it was going to go. 
And so I made sure over a period of couple of days leading up to it, I prayed. And it turned out to be great. But you just never know. But what would happen if you invited the Holy Spirit into your life? You've got to meet with a client. You're hoping they're going to sign on the dotted line on the, for that big deal. Man, why not cover that situation in prayer? Um, you know, I just think there's such power in inviting the Holy Spirit into our days. You know, you're coming home from work. You've had a long day. What if you took a few minutes to pray and prepare your heart before you get home to be with your family? But we're talking about praying without ceasing. So again, what does it look like if we take this time to, to pray throughout our day? I really believe there's something powerful when we invite the Holy Spirit in. Listen to what Paul says in Philippians 4. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Well, that sounds familiar. We just read something like that in Thessalonians. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. And then I love this. This is such a powerful passage. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Listen, invite the Holy Spirit in. Invite Him in. Let Him come into your world, into your day, and let's see what happens. I think you'll be amazed. I find when I, when I can do this and just have moments throughout the day, I've got friends who set timers on their phone to remind them to pray for just a moment or a minute or two every hour. Um, there's something powerful there. Some people make notes and put sticky notes around to, to remind themselves to pray. Whatever works for you. But if we want to be those Christians who pray without ceasing, we have to create a lifestyle of prayer. And then one more, one more, and we'll wrap up. Paul tells us to pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Acts 6.18 He's just given this amazing passage of Scripture in which he talks about the armor of God. And the last one, sometimes we forget that this is an actual weapon too included with our armor, but Ephesians 6 to 18, he says, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Praying at all times in the Spirit. Paul says, praying in the Holy Spirit. What does that look like? Well, if you're a, a Spirit-filled Christian and, and you have the, 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 the prayer language, you have that gift of tongues, use it throughout the day. Um, as Spirit-filled Christians, this is one of the greatest gifts that we have is this ability to connect Spirit to Spirit with God. Listen to what Paul says in Romans 8. <clears throat> verses 26 and 27, he says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts and minds, know, he who searches hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Pray in the Spirit. If we want to pray without ceasing, 
Praying in the Holy Spirit is one of the greatest ways that we can do that. When you don't know how to pray, pray in the Holy Spirit. When you do know how to pray, pray in the Holy Spirit. Um, Praying in the Spirit keeps us focused on God. It keeps us focused on the Spirit, and it keeps our spirit soft and communing uh, with the precious Holy Spirit who's inside of us. So, So I encourage you. Um, if you if, if if praying in tongues is not something that you normally do, I encourage you to cultivate this beautiful gift because it's going to help you develop a lifestyle of prayer. So just a quick recap: these four practical things to help us develop a lifestyle of prayer to help us learn what it means to pray without ceasing. We start with a specific time of prayer connected with God's Word. Number two, we learn to embrace silence. Quiet your heart. Quiet your mind. Quiet your soul. Learn to embrace the silence because that's where the Holy Spirit speaks. Number three, create moments throughout the day. Connect with God throughout the day. If you have to write yourself a reminder, do it until it becomes a habit. Invite the Holy Spirit into everything that you're doing. And then number four, Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Developing that that, that spiritual prayer language that God has given you when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. It's going to help you pray without ceasing. Well, did I miss anything? Uh, You know, praying is is something that I think we're all learning. It's something I, gosh, I know I sure, I'm not even close. I don't even... Uh, feel like I've learned anything in, in my Christian life sometimes about prayer. It's so hard. But at the same time, it's something I love, and it's something that I'm passionate about, and it's something that I'm pursuing, and I hope you are too. So take these things to heart. If, if you've got something to add, feel free to do that. Let's keep the conversation going. Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Make sure you check out Miracles and Mark, the book, and the video course. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we will see you next week on Leading and Learning. Thank you.